Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 34. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 34 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. Now, if you have been following along on my Instagram account at Stevie Says Social, and if you haven't been following along, are we even friends? You should probably head over and do that now. I have just spent the last two months in paradise, aka Bali. I got back a couple of weeks ago and in between coming back and now, I've moved house and I've done a million things. So it does feel like a distant memory. But in between all of my sunset drinks and margaritas every day and spending weekends at beach clubs over there, and yes, that is the truth. And I really, really now need to stop drinking cocktails, get healthy, and get back into a routine. I had a lot of time over there to think. One thing that was really on my mind when I was in Bali was how many restaurants and bars and cafes there are on the island. Honestly, that place must have more places to eat per square meter than pretty much anywhere else in the world. It's one of the reasons I love it so much, regardless of what your budget is, your taste in food, whether you're after tacos or smoothie bowls or all-you-can-eat cocktails or $1 bintangs, you can get it. 
As a result, though, of just the quantity of places to eat, though, the competition between venues is really, really fierce. And what that means is that there are some places that just attract hordes of people every single day with lines out the door, whilst others are deathly quiet. And because I care way too much about pretty much everything, it made me really, really sad. And it made my heart hurt to see the empty restaurants with eager staff really desperate trying to bring people in the door, basically. The competition between venues is fierce and it has pretty much forced most places to significantly lift their game in order to attract business. Most places servicing tourists are basically they've invested really heavily in things like interior design and styling to ensure that they stand out. And as a result, Bali would have to be one of the most Instagrammable places in the world. So, as I said, after having far too much time to think over there and spending far too much time eating my weight in breakfasts and lunches and dinners out at restaurants, full and empty ones, from Semenyak to Chungu, I have decided to put together a podcast episode on some of the things that the full ones are doing well, because frankly, they are absolutely nailing their marketing. And the reason that they're doing so, it really comes back to understanding some of the very basic, but often overlooked social media and marketing concepts, essentially. So let's get back to basics and let's go through five things that I have seen in Bali restaurants and cafes and what they really get right with examples that you can apply to your own business. And guys, this is not just for restaurants and cafes. These concepts are not even social media marketing specific. They are general marketing principles that I think every single business yours included, needs to get back to basics on because they're the mistakes that I'm seeing being made over and over and over again. So let's get into it. Number one, they know their ideal client. Every single person that works in marketing will tell you how important it is to know your ideal client before you start to do any sort of marketing. And your ideal client is essentially that narrow niche of people that you're trying to attract with your product or service. And yes, guys, this is so important for so, so many reasons. Number one, it tells you how to craft your message to speak directly to those people. Number two, it informs you where those people are hanging out and therefore what you should be focusing your marketing efforts on. Kind of important, right? The Bali places that are really, really killing it, bottom line, they just know their people. Specifically, they're focused on tourists and they know that their people are coming in from Australia or they're internationals and therefore that social media is a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to where they need to be doing their marketing. Why? Because people are coming over for a holiday, because they know that those people are posting about their holiday on their social media accounts, and because they know that those people have friends that will see those posts, they may come over for a holiday too, and that they'll be influenced by their mates and what they are recommending on social media. Seriously, guys, social media is the word of mouth of the olden days, but on steroids, 
They know that tourists love uploading holiday pics, and they all do, and they love boasting about their holiday. And so they do some really cool things to encourage that and get them tagging their venue. And we'll go through exactly what they are in the next few points. So that leads on to number two. They know their purpose and they know their why. So this one comes back to brand. It is going back to marketing basics. One of the first things that any branding or marketing person will ask you if you work with them is if you've ever thought about your why. In other words, what is the reason that you're in business over and above the obvious, which is to make money, right? Knowing what that is can be a massive leverage point and a really fabulous way to differentiate yourself from every other restaurant or accountant or insert your industry here, right? In a competitive marketplace. So this comes back to really thinking about what your brand values are and what your mission is when it comes to business. Now, guys, this does not have to be groundbreaking. It doesn't have to be life-changing. You don't need to necessarily be on a mission to change the world. It just needs to be your bigger why and your reason for being. So let me give you a Bali example. A couple of weeks ago, a cafe called Give opened in Changu, and basically their why was to give back to the community. So this is an extreme example, but they're giving basically 100% of the profits of their plant-based cafe back to the people and the places that need it most. Now, yeah, it's an extreme example, but it is such a great example of a business putting their why at the front and center of everything they do. And then they do such an amazing job of incorporating it into their branding and their messaging on social media. Basically, they're attracting clients, not just based on their beautiful cafe and their beautiful food, but on their kind of their bigger reason and their purpose for being. So if this isn't something that you've given much thought to in the past, it might take a while to really come up with. That is okay. Just mull over it over a few days. Think about what's the big reason why you do what you do. So for me, for example, although I teach social media and I teach content marketing, my much bigger purpose, and I'm so passionate about it, is to empower passionate business people to get the business and the life that they really want. Because I know that if you can absolutely nail your marketing, nail your social media, and nail your content marketing, it can make a huge difference to your bottom line and ultimately to your life. So in my socials, for example, I add a lot of inspiration and practical tips for doing this. Another business that does this really well in terms of really nailing their purpose and then broadcasting it out across everything that they do with their marketing is Inspire Accountants. So these guys are based in Brisbane and I have no affiliation with them. I just heard them being talked about at an event and I am so in awe of their marketing and their attachment to their purpose. Basically, their big why is to help people get cashed up so that they can pull more time with their family out of their business. They incorporate this into their message and into absolutely everything that they do. And it really sets them apart from other accountants who simply focus on the what, which is number crunching and which is not very sexy and interesting, right? So have a think about what your why is because it will ultimately set you apart from your competition and it will give you plenty of social media content ideas at the same time. So let's go on to number three. 
these barley cafes and restaurants were doing things to be different and they were little things. I've said this before in the past and I will say it again. It is not about being a little cheaper than your competition. Guys, that is a race to the bottom when it comes to your marketing. If you want to set yourself apart and you really want to gain traction and basically set yourself out against your competitors, it's about being unique and it's about being different. That is how you win business in a competitive marketplace. So a Bali example, there is a little beach over there with a heap of warungs basically lining it. And warungs are little restaurants. So every single one looks exactly the same and they all offer two for one happy hour and other things to try and get people in. So in other words, they're kind of discounting, which really is a race to the bottom and it's not going to help your bottom line. One, however, was doing things differently and literally all it was doing was it was painted with a really big pink wall. So top to bottom, it was exactly the same as all of the other restaurants, but it had a pink wall. It didn't offer discounts and newsflash, it was the only one that was always consistently full. It was different. It wasn't a little bit cheaper. It was different. And so it stood out and it attracted people and it was way busier than all of the others. So that little lick of pink paint was pretty much the smartest thing that they did ever. And that's the thing with differentiation. You don't have to be absolutely groundbreaking. You just have to be a little bit different or a little bit better than your competition. So the takeaway here is to think about what your pink paint is. So number four is that these barley restaurants and cafes created opportunities for shareable content. There are so many barley spots that do this in a really smart way. And the most obvious is the effort and the expense that they put into their interior design. Guys, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast episode, it is seriously next level. Everyone snaps photos at these venues and they end up all over Facebook and Instagram and straight into the feeds of future holiday makers. So one example of this is Kind Community in Seminyak. It's owned by the same people who own the Give Cafe. And I drove past this place every single morning on the way to the gym regardless of the time of day, it was always full to capacity and then some. So there's two things that they do in order to encourage this. And both of them have exploded their business and their social media growth. One is, I don't know what it is with pink walls, but they have a huge pink wall with flowers on it out the front. And If you look at their Instagram account, it has been photographed hundreds and hundreds of times and there was always a line of people at the cafe waiting to get their photo there. I don't know why you would wait that long to get a photo outside a pink wall and my branding is pink. I thought it was a little bit silly, but it's a very, very smart move on their behalf. The second thing that they do is that they serve acai bowls and they allow you to add a word, so your name or a greeting or whatever you like to it. And everyone orders these and they Instagram them and then their friends and their followers see it and they want it and they visit the cafe and so it grows and everyone ends up in that damn line. It's simple and it is genius. Another restaurant that does this well is Machinery in Chenggu. So basically they serve every single meal with a little quote card and a nice saying on it, as well as their logo. So people Instagram their breakfast with their quote and it's basically a free ad for Machinery. 
Bali Boa in Seminyak also make the most of a really huge wall mural. So it's basically painted with California dreaming on it. Everyone wants a pic of it and staff come out when they do with a business card and basically ask for whoever is taking the photo to tag them in it. I experienced this when I took a photo out the front of that exact wall and I thought it was a really, really clever strategy for basically getting people to tag them into their photos and gaining exposure for the restaurant. And that brings us on to number five. So number five is influencer marketing and influencer marketing is everywhere in Bali. Many businesses rely on it, basically initially to create buzz and attention and interest in their venue, and basically to continue to invite influencers to dine for free in order to maintain that buzz. So it's essentially about inviting people with big followings into their venue to take photos in exchange for free meals and or cash. I overheard a conversation with the owner of a brand new venue in Changu called Fat Mermaid. So he was saying that for their opening party, they invited some of the many, many Instagram influencers in Bali along and basically they used it as an opportunity to create content and buzz and they mentioned that or he mentioned that it's the number one way that new customers had come across their venue. At another restaurant called Aya Street in Seminyak, we were seated next to two Instagram influencers who were obviously invited to dine for free in exchange for content tagging them in. Guys, this happens everywhere and scrolling through Instagram, it's obvious that it's very big business for tourism-focused venues in Bali and understandably so. It is a huge opportunity for businesses to reach audiences of potential international visitors on holiday. It basically ups their cool factor and it very clearly drives business. Other businesses have used this form of influencer marketing more subtly over there. So one in particular actually contacted me because I was posting in every single cafe that I was going to every single morning and they said, come in for a free meal and secret survey the quality of the venue. They never mentioned that I'd need to post, but they had clearly chosen people who would. We were pretty impressed with the venue when we went along. We didn't post about it actually, but we returned and basically probably wouldn't otherwise have done so. So it was kind of a clever, simple strategy to get people in the door who were likely to be Instagramming their venue and likely to return once they had a free meal for more. Very, very clever. So there you have it, guys. If you are in a competitive or saturated marketplace and you're trying to leverage social media to stand out and get ahead, there is a lot to learn when it comes to the way that these Bali venues are doing things. At the end of the day, it basically comes down to keeping the basics in mind, knowing your ideal client and being creative in the manner that you execute what you do. So Bali has taught me a lot about how to market on social media. Guys, these businesses are doing amazing things and if they can do it, you can too. So I hope that these tips were helpful and they kind of get your mind thinking about some of the things that you can be doing to basically leverage the power of social to really kind of amplify what you're doing with your marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, I would be so grateful if you would pop over to iTunes and leave a quick rating and review. I know it's kind of a little bit annoying to do, but so, so appreciated. And in next week's episode, I thought I'd give you a heads up and let you know that we're talking all about 
Facebook Live and Instagram Stories. And the guest that I have on for next week is really nailing it in both of these aspects. If you're looking to basically do more with video and potentially you're a service provider wondering how it would work for you, it's not an episode you're going to want to miss. Okay, guys, that is it for me. Until next time, I will see you.